Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. I have this habit of over-preparing. I usually put about two hours worth of stuff and I got 30 minutes to get through it. So I have been paring back this to really just get at what is really on my heart. But uh, I've been in 20, uh, about 25 years, almost 26 years, I've been in ministry. God called me. I wish I had time to explain it uh, because just, just the testimony there alone also being called. I was raised in a Christian home, but, uh, but I got a phone call from God one day while I was working at Eddie Bauer. That was before cell phones, before uh, people texted you. They found you where you were and called you there. And so that's, that's the way it was. I was at Eddie Bauer. My aunt calls me and says, would you like to be a youth director at this church? And I said, no. Because she didn't know how I was living my life. She just knew I was raised in the church, all of that. And, and she called me again at work. And I said, no, you know, Aunt Jan, please. And, and so I'm thinking she's just going to keep calling me. She called me again and said, if you even have an inkling to do this, uh, would you consider it? And I'm like... God, I have an inkling, official, an an inkling. And so that inkling led to a full-fledged call into ministry, and after that, giving God uh, all of what I could find of me to give to Him, and and watching as He would continue that work. And then, um, just that that's it's a great big long and, and wonderful story but I just want to acknowledge too Lori and Dean I've known them forever for in ministry been by my side Lori has sung with me on uh, worship team stuff and in drama ministry all of that and uh, several of others of you who have uh, been through this church have known it's just been a wonderful ride and has led me to here I want to introduce my wife Christy we've been married for a little over 23 years she is beautiful and uh, we have four kids. Two of them are with us right now, Olivia and Lauren. I've got a couple more. Uh, there you can see my whole family. Whoever's doing projection, good job. <laughs> I will try to keep up with you too. Uh, but I've spent this, the past 17 years as a worship leader. Now I am, I've stepped away from ministry to kind of reorient myself and, and just, just figure out what we're going to do together side by side. But uh, it is a pleasure, pleasure to be with you here today. And I want to thank Pastor Chris for asking me to be here. It's always a privilege and an honor to be able to share a message with God's people. Now, I did watch last week's message. And uh, Pastor Chris was talking about the, uh, the Apollo uh, documentary that, that it was. And so seeing all of that, and, and I'm going to touch on that here in just, just a little bit, but he brought up a list of conspiracies. How many of you were here last week and you, you got to, to hear him preach? Well, um, I, I'm very intrigued about green M&Ms. <laughs> You'll have to watch last week's message to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> green M&Ms, I didn't know. And then, uh, in, in everybody who isn't here, are you all at Area 51 right now? Does anybody know? Just checking. 
Well, I have talked up this movie for many years to my wife, not sure uh, which kid it was that we were just giving birth to. We were in the hospital. I thought this was a great time to finally show her this movie that um, I was quoting all the time. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that you can't use a line from The Princess Bride. I want to know how many of you are Princess Bride fans or, uh, okay, several of you, enough of you that will make this fun. Okay, that, that's good. So I, I was always saying things about it and pumping up this movie and telling her, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. Well, finally, we had an opportunity to watch it. She was a captive audience in a hotel bed. We had a VCR in a, in, in a, in a hospital bed. We had a baby in a hotel. How do you like that? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know what hotel does this sort of thing? We were in the hospital, and I said, Honey, I'm going to go rent this thing. And so we stuck it in. I watched it. We get through the whole movie. I've obviously talked my way through the whole thing. How many of you have memorized the whole script of The Princess Bride as well? Okay. Those of you don't want to admit it, do you? So talking my whole way through, I'm laughing. I think this is awesome. So I look at her, and I say, So what do you think? And she goes, eh. It was okay. It wasn't that funny. I was devastated, to say the least. Here's the deal. Everybody has a favorite scene, a favorite character, a favorite line from The Princess Bride, but uh, I want to just watch this clip so that we can get going here. I really wanted to watch the whole movie. And he's getting on us. Inconceivable. Faster! I thought that was going faster. You were supposed to be this colossus. You were this great legendary thing, and yet he gains. Well, I'm carrying three people, and he got on himself. I do not accept excuses. I'm just going to have to find myself a new giant, that's all. Don't say that, Vincini, please. I make it clear that your job is at stake? You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. My God, he's climbing. There you go. 
How many of you want to just keep going with that? The scenes are all so great. I mean, I, I can get so incredibly distracted by this. It's, it's amazing. The, one of the most often quoted lines from this movie by anybody is what? Inconceivable. And everybody always has to say it kind of with a little bit of a lisp so that you get it like Vicini said. But um, you also hear uh, Inigo Montoya say, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. I was going to do my message on that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to do something else today. Because I'll tell you what, that would preach too, and I've got some stuff for it, but uh, maybe for another time. The line I want to focus on this morning from the movie is this. Fezzik is climbing with three people harnessed to himself. Fezzik was the giant, for those of you who aren't familiar. If, if you've never seen this, go rent it today. You can get it on Amazon. Net. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Sometimes it is, but find it, watch it. But Vicini, who is the, the, the little Sicilian guy, is right there in his face saying, Faster! And Fezzik is saying, I thought I was going faster. And then you hear these words, and I've always let these get by me until recently. You were supposed to be this colossus. You were this great legendary thing, and yet he gains. Well, I'm carrying three people, and he's only got himself. I do not accept excuses, he said. I'm just going to have to find myself a new giant, that's all. Don't say that, Vicini, please. Did I make it clear to you? Your job is at stake. Has anybody ever looked at that scene and just got a little like, whoa? Because when you look at Fezzik and you, you know who he is, he really, he's big, but he's gentle. He's caring. I mean, he, he wants to do his best all the time. Um, one of the things, I, after watching last week's message, Pastor Chris said this. He said, we need to celebrate what others do well. And I thought, what a great statement. If you were here, you remember him saying that. But I also watched Pastor Chris do another thing that I think is so great. And I want to tell you how much of a blessing it is to you as a congregation that uh, I watched him lift up and appreciate Pastor Derek in front of all of you. And, and I'm telling you, you, you may not know how powerful that is, not only to Derek, how much respect that brings to Chris, but how much of a blessing that is to all of you. Amen? And so I'll tell you, when you see Pastor Chris, and, and you get him aside, and just, just, just tell him thank you for, for doing something like that, because that will definitely bear fruit in the future. So the line that I want to, to, to talk about is this. It's, it's, we want people to see the best in us, and it's a statement that is really rooted in disappointment. But what I want to do is I want to highlight that, but then I want to talk about what to do with it. And the line that strikes me is this, you were supposed to be. It's kind of this thing that just pokes at you. If someone were to stand directly in front of you and say those words to you, what would they be saying? What would they say you were supposed to be. Would they be pointing a finger at you? Pointing a finger at you and raising their voice? I mean, I just imagine every time I watch that, I hope Vicini had a lifesaver or something because he was saying it right in Fezzik's face right here. But sometimes we feel like that. Somebody is saying it like that to us. Like, like just, just right in our face, pointing a finger at us, saying, you were supposed to be this. And all that is is an expression of disappointment. Do you ever look in the mirror? Here's another one. 
Do you ever look in the mirror and say those words to yourself? Do you ever just look at yourself in your eyes in the mirror and say, even kind of pointing a finger at yourself, a little disdain in your voice, and say, you were supposed to be. Maybe not even very proud of yourself. You were supposed to be stronger. You were supposed to be faster. You were supposed to be richer, more successful by now. You were supposed to be promoted. You were supposed to be happier than this. You were supposed to have a race car, Dean. For some of you, and this one pokes hard, you were supposed to be married. You know, we have all these dreams, we have these things that that just don't happen. These words can leave us hopeless, feeling helpless and hurt. There's no doubt about that. It's real. It's real. We live in a world right now of immense disappointment. We, we know this. We see it around us all the time. And we've never had higher instances of things like depression, loneliness, anxiety. Pastor Chris has talked about uh, suicide, especially the recent ones that have been happening in the church. These things seem to repeatedly be taking center stage, but what do we do with all of this? We live in a world right now, we have to admit it, that comparison is king. Everything that is in front of us, how many times a day are, are we getting on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or anywhere, and, and what we're doing, maybe without even knowing it, is we're making comparison, 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 and then what follows that is the whisper of you were supposed to be. I can't compete with the expectations that other people have of me. I can tell you this, if I really was what people thought of me, it would be amazing. But I can't even live up to my own expectations sometimes, and I know that some of you can't either. I just want to be honest, in, this, in, in the age of social media, we really do want people to see us in the best light, don't we? I mean, hello? We do. And here's, here's what we say. You'll see what I want you to see. Isn't that the truth? We have total control of that. You'll see me after it's all edited. Right? Let me put a filter on this baby, and then you can look at it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. What you see right now, no filter. Do you like that? <laughs> and I'm looking at no filter right here. You know what? We need to start learning how to live life like that again, right? I might just make a t-shirt that says no filter. People won't know what that means. Maybe, <laughs> never mind. I want you to see me as little, as a little, or sometimes a lot, more than what I am. How many of you, that's true for you? I want people to see me as more than what I am. And sometimes what that leads to is some disappointment. I can tell you this, speaking very honestly, that I've been heartbroken over the thought of having been a repeated disappointment to somebody else. And my guess is that there's more than a few of you in this room that know what that feels like and have been in the same place. Sadly, I believed what I was being told, not just by somebody else, but by myself as well. And again, I know that that, that probably is touching some of you right now, thinking, you know what, that is exactly where I've been. I've been believing a lie. Anybody else been believing a lie? There's a fact. No one in this room, not one of us, 
has made it our determination to become a disappointment. Amen? Nobody. But some of you may think that you're destined only to be disappointing. But that can be changed, okay? If we can rearrange some of our thinking, some of our thoughts. And I just want to share some of those things. Now, this is just me. These are just some of the thoughts that I have that that I want to share with you uh, and how we can kind of get on top of and maybe even defeat that line you were supposed to be. Are you ready for that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the kind of God that you are, that you are an everlasting God with, with an absolute crazy love for every single one of us. We want to see ourselves the way you see us not the way others see us. We want to see what you see. And maybe we'll get a better glimpse of that right now. We just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes it's it's not always in the form of words. It can be a, a look or a gesture that speaks just as loudly. But that idea of you were supposed to be and depending on how these words are used, they can be vicious, they, they can um, be defeating, deeply hurting. We don't want that anymore, okay? It gets to our core, but, but I know this. Some of you have been told things that you can't unhear. And it has settled in your heart, and, and, and we want to get that out, okay? So I've got four ideas for you. I'm going to move through them pretty quickly. But if you're taking notes, you can, you can write some of these things down, all right? Four ideas for you. Number one, and this is slide number six for you back there. Uh, Just be yourself, okay? Be yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Don't be phony, okay? One that all, a a version of yourself that is always getting better. But here's the thing the balance of this, we also don't want to be the one calling out somebody else, okay? We don't want to be the one pointing the finger either, so I want to bring the balance to be sure that you allow others the same grace and opportunity to be themselves. Amen? All right. You need a good foundation of understanding, and it begins with a good definition. All right, so be sure that you and those around you are seen through the proper lenses that you see yourself and others truthfully. That's important. Be yourself. So you need to take a look at a few things. Slide 7. So these things, if you want to write this down, I was going to expand this a bit, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to just give you these titles right here. How you define others, extremely important. How others define you. How you define yourself. And then finally, how Jesus defines you, okay? I recommend that you get a journal, write these things down, and as the revelations come, you can start to examine this stuff. You know what? I've been hurt, but do I hurt? others by what I say and what I expect of them. It's extremely important that we take a look at that. If you want to go to the next slide, the scripture right here, Proverbs 29, 25, it says, A fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. We want to be in our rock. We want to be in our shelter. We want to be in the shadow of His wings, okay? That's the place that we want to be, but we don't want to disallow anybody else from being there either. But I will tell you, when when we start getting the wrong definition of ourselves, we have to ask ourselves, are we allowing the fear of man? Are we allowing somebody else's idea of who we should be 
permeate us just a little too deeply. You know, it, it's not a terrible thing for someone to come up to you and encourage you. You know? Dean, I'd love it if you drove the buses just a little faster, maybe drifted a little bit around the corners and the country roads. I mean, I think that would be cool. See, I can say something like that to Dean without attacking his character, right? And you would probably think that's pretty fun, and if you ever do that, give me a call, because I'd love to be in the bus with you. <clears throat> you know there's room for a lot of us. We could probably get a lot of people in the bus with you if you ever do that. Here's a little bit of a warning, okay? Be honest. Some of you might think a little too lowly of yourselves. For some of you, that thinking of yourself a little too low can also come in the form of some false humility too. Okay? However, some of you may think too highly of yourselves at times. And the Bible's got a word for us about that too from Romans chapter 12. So the next slide. It says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Don't think more of yourself than what is real. Okay? And maybe definitely don't advertise it. Amen? As I just posted new pictures on Facebook last night. She's pretty, and I like to show everybody. I'm just telling you. Amen. You want a crazy good revelation this morning, though? None of these things matter unless they match how Jesus defines you. Okay? Sometimes we get away from that, sometimes a little too far away. But He sees you perfectly. You have no filter with Jesus. He sees through it all. He defines you right. And you need to learn what that definition is. Amen? So balance the other side of the coin. And I'm going to say this a few times. That you need to be sure that you're defining others the way that Jesus defines them too. That you have to see them through the lens of grace and mercy. So how does Jesus see you? What does He think of you? You can say this. I'm the apple of His eye. You are His beloved. And you know what He would do? He would die for you. And He did. Amen. So number two. Number one was be yourself. Number two, know that you are not a design flaw. So the next slide, slide 10. Know that you are not a design flaw. Okay? One of the things I want to be careful of because... I'm, I'm, I'm only just preaching from this perspective, this point, but I'm not trying to identify victims or create victims here, okay? What I'm trying to do is raise champions so that we see each other as we really are, okay? Slide 11. John 15:16. back when I was in youth ministry, I used to lift up this verse all the time. We said it all the time. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. God has designed you to be a certain kind of tree. Okay? He has designed you in a certain way to bear a certain kind of fruit, good fruit. He didn't say the same fruit. Right? Because there are people out there who want us to be just like them because their fruit is good. We must have to bear their kind of good fruit. No, Jesus is going to grow you up to bear your good fruit. Okay? Does that make sense to you? 
because in this comparison world, we look at somebody else's fruit and think, that's the kind of fruit I want to bear. Guess what? You can't. You can't. That's not your fruit. You are your fruit. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's just be happy with the good fruit that gets born in us, in our lives. Hallelujah. Doesn't that just make it a little bit easier? I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be me and bear my own fruit. And it's good. You've been chosen, appointed by Jesus. Not by somebody else, but by the one who made you. You're fruit bearing. It's not rotten fruit. Hallelujah. Do you have to be strong? No. A champion for Jesus looks different than an Olympic champion, uh, Olympic champion or a Super Bowl champion or an NBA champion. It doesn't matter. A champion for Jesus looks a little different, okay? Let's go to slide 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 says this, But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He takes the little thing and makes it big, right? God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He is taking you, and in your humility, He is going to use you to the best that He can use you. Amen? And you don't have to compare. You don't even have to make it look better than it is. Just be what it is. That's good news. So I hope that when you walk out of here today, you just feel a little bit like yourself. And you don't have to look or feel like anybody else. Okay? All we have to do is remain in Him. So if you want to win, remain in Him. Slide 13. So number three, what do we got to do? We got to let go of unrealistic expectations for yourself and others. Okay? Let go of unrealistic expectations for yourself and others. Don't have unrealistic expectations of other people either, okay? And I'll say this, let go of the shame that comes along with any unrealized thing. Let go of the shame that comes along with unrealized things, okay? So slide 14, the next thing. You know, one of the things that uh, Pastor Chris said about Derek, he, he said, what you see is what you get. I paid attention to that because I was going to use this. Anybody heard the term WYSIWYG before? That's what, that's, that's what that is. I was looking at, so I was doing some computer work one time on a website, and I saw this acronym. It said WYSIWYG, and I'm like, I don't know what a WYSIWYG is. I don't know what that means until somebody said, what you see is what you get. That's it. There's no more to it than this. Be that, okay? Be a WYSIWYG. Sounds like another good t-shirt. Be that. Be a what you see is what you get kind of a person. Not more, not less, okay? But just that. I want to tell you something, and this might be kind of hard. It's okay if your hopes and dreams do not come true. Will you just say that? It's okay if my hopes and dreams do not come true. It's okay if I fail. Just say it. It's okay if I fail. It's okay if others see you fail. It's also okay if others fail. Does this make sense? 
doesn't saying these words or hearing them or even just believing them, taking them in, just make this a little easier? We don't need the piles and piles of expectations that will produce this you are supposed to be. Okay? It's false. So it would be okay to post fewer pictures of yourself that aren't real. I don't have that, so I'm not going to post that, you know. We don't have to have unnecessary hype. We can live with fewer edits. And I want to tell you this. If you advertise more, people have the tendency to expect more, right? So let's stop advertising that way, amen? You don't have to live up to anything. I want you to know that you can just live. It doesn't mean coast. It doesn't mean don't try. It doesn't mean don't do anything. Okay? But I've heard this statement. As believers, most of our shaming will come from and be directed at other believers. Did you hear me? Most of the shaming that we will receive and the shaming that we will give will be done within the church. Have you ever heard this statement that the church is said that the Christian church is the only organization that has the tendency to shoot its wounded? We can stop doing that. Number four, and this is the last thing, embrace who you really are. There is a difference between how the world wants you to look and how he sees you. There's a difference between the expectations you or anyone else has and the hope that Jesus has. You know what? Jesus has a hope. He has a hope that you'll do these two things, that you will come to him and that you will believe in him. So this morning, wherever you are, if somebody is pointing at you and saying, you were supposed to be, you can push that aside. Be who you are. Be yourself. Jesus says, come to me as you are. And you can do that. So do these two things. Come and believe. That's all He's asking. That's all He's hoping for. There's a difference between the expectations that you or anyone else has. Just remember that. And the hope that Jesus has. Keep it simple. Just come and believe. Trust me, there's only one opinion that matters anyway. Right? It's His. I want you to say this. I want you to say, I believe it. Let's practice. Say, I believe it. Jesus loves you. No, say, I believe it. (laughs) Jesus loves you. Chris, I'm coming back again. We're going to work on this. You say, I believe it. Jesus loves you. Now we got it. You are forgiven. You were created, not evolved. You are His child. Jesus loves you. This is for Chris. We really did put a man on the moon? Okay. (laughs) You know what? You are loved. The whole Bible says so. When the devil shouts at you, 
you were supposed to be and you fill in the blank, you can say this. Jesus whispers in your ear, you are what I created you to be. Okay? The world says you're not strong enough, but Jesus says this. With faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Amen? You might say to yourself, I'm not good enough. You might look in the mirror. You might wipe the steam off the mirror and just stare at yourself. And you might say, I, you were supposed to be. But Jesus says to you, run. He says, don't give up. Have no fear. He says, you are mine. That's good. And that's all that matters. So let's let go of what we were supposed to be and hold on to what we are. Say, I am a child of God. If you've been listening to the wrong voices, have been believing lies, and you've been struggling with the shame and everything that comes with all of the you were supposed to be's, if you have a vicini in your face, bad breath and everything, telling you this stuff, I want to pray for you this morning. How many of you, that's you? you you've, you've struggled even a little with the you were supposed to be. Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Wow. Why don't you do this? Why don't you stand? If you raise your hand, why don't you stand? I want to pray for you. Because I can tell you this. Those you were supposed to be, they hurt, don't they? I want you to think this. You're going to walk out of this place with a new definition of who you are. And you're going to start making the definition simple. You're going to make it right. And you're going to base it on really what's true and what's not true. Not some edited version of yourself, okay? Not a filtered version of yourself, but more what's real. And for some, it's going to be a process of walking out of this. But the first thing I want you to do is I want you to say, I forgive you to the person who said it to you even if it's yourself. Amen? So that's first. Heavenly Father, we just ask for forgiveness over those who have hurt us with the you were supposed to be. Who we let define us in this way or that way. It just wasn't true. And so, Father, we ask you that you would extend grace and forgiveness to those people, to that person. And you know who it is. Next, what we're going to do is we're going to say this. Repeat after me. And everybody can do this. Say, Jesus. Say, Jesus. Please come. Please bring your peace. And and breathe the breath of truth in my ears today. Help me to define myself and others more honestly. Give me security in my chosenness. Help me let go of any harmful and unrealistic expectations. You are the way and the, and the truth and the life and that's all I need. 
So remember Jesus' hope was that you'd come and that you believe. Say this, Jesus, I come. Jesus, I believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's such a blessing to be with you guys today, to be here. Go ahead and you can be seated. You know, I'm going to be up here. I know Heather will be up here. Pastor Derek will be up here. I can see why Chris likes you. And you know what else I want to say too? I really appreciated your guys' worship. And I love what God can do. Amen. Taking somebody who knew no faith to sing the songs and the words of faith. God is so good. May He take us from where we are and bring us to a new place. Hallelujah. Each one of us. We're going to be up here. Some of you I know this touched pretty deeply. If you need some prayer, we would love to pray with you, okay? Hallelujah. Amen. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.